Check one two check check check. Talking your mic. Yo, yo, what yo. up? Check. Check mic one two check. Yo, 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 yo. Can yo. you hear me? Yo, Chrysler's. Chrysler's. Chrysler's commercial. Hey, Chrysler's, where you at? What's up, Chrysler's? Chrysler love. This is a Chrysler's commercial, everybody. Chrysler's.com. Chrysler's. You have a dog? Go to Chrysler's. You have a cat? Go to Chrysler. What if you have gerbils? Might have to try Chrysler's. <laughs> Chrysler's is the uh, number one pet store in the world right now, dude. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, number one sponsor for uh, Dog Pop. Yeah. They're, they're like uh, great partners. They've been vendors at Puppies for Breakfast. Title sponsor for Dog Pop in November. Not to mention, like, your dog's here. They always, like, got plenty of treats. There's Chrysler's all over this office, dude. Toys. Because of our good friend Tiffany Wilkerson in, in uh, the Woodlands. Yeah, thank you, Tiffany. Thanks, Tiff. Huge landing store over in the Woodlands. Check them out. She'll hook you up. Chrysler's. 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 Dude, this is like a rap song. <laughs> What's up? Chrysler's.com. Go check them out. Chrysler's. Welcome, you're here. This is a Something New show. This is Hector Garcia with Something New. Again, we're coming to you live. Oh, wait, we're not live. We're not live. I'm in the habit of going live all the time, dude. Dude, you got to break that habit. We're in the Something New studios and the bike shop coming to you with another episode of Something New. New, new, new. (laughs) I got a guest in here today. I got Joel Salazar. What's up, Joel? What's going on, man? So he, uh, Joel, helps us out here at uh, New Creative. He's also a family member. He's uh, the son of my brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, who we're going to be talking about today yeah. as part of our Man Up uh, series. Um, so just before we go move forward, we do have permission to talk about your dad today. Yeah, yeah, dude. I talked right. to him uh, last week, and he was like, yeah. What did he say? I asked him, say, hey, we want to talk about you on you know the podcast if we want to cool. talk bad about you dad and he was like yeah mijo go ahead it's fine right so so like, cool. so the reason why we're going to bring up your dad is because uh one well one this all kind of fits in the uh man up series and um but the topic today is just father figures in general and what better person to talk to than my nephew who has a father i do you got a father, bro. I got a father. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my brother, who is his dad, has uh, suffered from drug addiction since he was in his teenage years. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, from what I heard is when uh, he like, um, you know, he tried to, you know, kill himself mm-hmm. overdosing on pills. and Right. He was 14. Yeah. And I'll show that story here in a little bit. Like, there's probably a lot of stuff, stories I have that you've probably never heard, dude. Yeah, I mean, I heard some stories about him. Like, <laughs> it makes me think. I'm like, think. I'm like, dang, that's really my dad. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and this the timing uh, works out great because um, because this topic is in the air right now, being that De- Debbie Lovato, right? Yeah, Demi. She, Demi Lovato. Oh, Demi. Yeah. See, man, I don't know what's up, dude. Yeah. I just we got to start over, dude. I got her name wrong. She's hot, dude. <laughs> She's, hot, she's as hot as a spoon. 
Ah, oh, come on, dude. Uh, dude. Uh, hey, I can't. I can't help it. You, I, I've been seeing a lot of memes. Yeah, I know. It's. It, is it too soon to joke? Dude, people start doing it to like the day yeah, of. I know. The day of, it's the, the internet, dude. But yeah, so those that don't know, and you're listening to this, uh, Demi Lovato, who is a, um, who's a very popular uh, pop singer. Would you refer to her as pop? Yeah, yeah. pop. She uh, she's been very vocal for years about her drug addiction and her struggle, and then recently she uh, she had an overdose. Um, and what was her drug of choice? Uh, heroin. Was it heroin? It was heroin. Okay. Yeah. So we know the effects of that very closely because. Your dad, my brother, we're going to go ahead and uh, tell you. We call him Chito. Yeah. So those, so this is, so this is, what's that, do you know where he got the name Chito? Uh, no, I just, I mean, from what, from my understanding, we all have <laughs> nicknames. And There's was gonna, it Tia Tita? Tia Tita yeah, yeah. gave us nicknames? So our Aunt Tita, great woman, she gave, she would always give us nicknames in the family. So yeah. like, for example, I mean, her, you know, her son's. Uh, like one is bola, which means ball. Yeah. And uh, another is Nene, yeah. which uh, was short for Renee. My nickname to this day, I still need to clarify how I ended up with the nickname Chucky, which right. is the the Spanish version of the word Chucky. <laughs> and from what, what I understand, it's because I was chunky when I was a little baby. I was a little, I was a those yes, I was a really fat baby. You're like ten pounds, dude, from what I heard. Yeah, like I hurt my mom when I was born, dude. Yeah, I probably broke her hip coming out. Like, uh, she probably still has back pains from when she carried you. Probably. You know what? She has arthritis now, and what she don't know is it was probably from me. Yeah, from giving birth. I mean, there's Rocky, but Rocky was a tiny baby. Mm-hmm. Which is another yeah. nickname. Oh, Rocky. Yeah. Like none of us have real <laughs> names, dude. Like I have a brother. His nickname is Tiger. Like, his real name is Fernando, but Tiger? Like, I don't even know where the, some of this comes from. Uh, even I have a nickname. Which is? Gapos. Which, which means what? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my mom, her, all her sisters referred to her as Oso, which is Bear. Uh, and that was because of my Aunt Tita, who referred to her as Oso, because growing up, their mom wasn't really around, and my mom. Like a mama bear. It was like a mama bear to all of them, because she was the oldest. So, she's Oso. So... Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about manning up, but not in a, in a way of like, hey, um, you know, man up, be a man, do this, do that. Like I want I wanted to bring my nephew in today because I wanted to talk to him about his dad growing up essentially without his dad because his dad's a uh, drug addiction problem. And um, and then just get his input on that and and how not having that father figure in his life affected him. Um, and we'll probably learn a little bit from each other here in a little bit. Um, so so before we go any further, yes, my brother is a drug addict. He's a heroin addict. He's like four years older than me. And he's been, I, I've seen him personally struggle with this since I was, or since he was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was 10. So our dad died when I was 10 years old. So shortly after that, um, and I'll refer to the story you were just talking about, he was 14. He had just gotten his girlfriend pregnant. Right. And he was ready to, like, just marry her. Like, they were going to go to the courthouse and get married. And something happened the night before at the house. Like, he got into it with my mom. And there was some arguments. Like, there was a lot of stress going on around that, around that time. 
So I remember going to school and uh, coming home that next day. <clears throat> and, um, and so I come home and I go to just find my brother. And I go and I find Chito just laying on the bed. Like I thought he was knocked out. And then I saw so go to him and I wake, you know, hey, Chito, wake up. Um, and he wouldn't move. And I was like, man, this like, what's up? Like he must either really be knocked out or he's drunk or something. And this was just at the beginning, bro. Like none of this drug stuff was was very like out in the open yet. Like we knew that Chito probably went out and would smoke weed and do, get you know, drink beer and stuff with his friends. But. This was like the very beginning of us, of, of the beginning of the beginning of this drug addiction. So he wouldn't wake up, and then I ended up calling, you know, my our cousin Bola came by, wouldn't wake up. Then I ended up calling my aunt, Tita, and immediately she's like, I'm calling an ambulance. And so an ambulance came by, and yeah, he had, there, was, there were pills on the nightstand, and he had apparently tried to overdose on these um I think I want to say they're Tylenol or some sleeping pills. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so he, um, they took him, and then, um, you know, that was the beginning. Yeah. That was his first, uh, like, just drug or overdose attempt. Um, and that probably says a lot, just his, his mental state or his capacity. I don't know what was going on there, but it was definitely a time in all of our lives, you know, because my dad just died and, that was his way of just maybe dealing with stress. Who knows how much stress he had and was dealing with inside. And then getting his girlfriend pregnant and then having that stress on him. Like right. At 14 years old. At 14. That, that baby wasn't me, by the way, guys. I have an older brother. You're all right. That was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what does that do for you when you hear this stuff about your dad? Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, now, like, maybe as a kid, I'd probably be like. Man, I real feel, I feel bad for my dad, and I still feel bad, you know, like, he wasn't there for me, you know, because his love for drugs was stronger than his love for, you know, me or my siblings. Right. So, it hurts, you know, but, you know, I mean, he's still he's still around, so. Yeah. Well, so, how old are you right now? Uh, I'm 26. I'll be 27. You'll be 27 next week? No, next month. Oh, yeah, yeah, September. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is what happens, dude. As you get older, you forget stuff. So yeah. you're 27, and if you had to put a percentage on how much your dad was, like, in your life, what would that number be? Man, it would be, like, below, like, 10%. Wow. Yeah. So um, I don't think it was till you got older that you realized how much he wasn't in your life. Because when you're a little kid, it's just... Well, I mean... Uh, what I, do you remember? Yeah, Tom. I remember a lot of stuff, you know, like we were talking the other day. I can remember stuff from when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do remember. I remember there was points as a kid, you know, where my dad was <laughs> there. Like one memory I do have of him is where we were, uh, we're, we're all together. And, you know, my sister Jennifer was just like a baby. My mom might have been pregnant with Jessica. Right. And uh, we're at a hotel. We're actually at the hotel. Right there off of 610, Astro Inn or something. Oh, yeah, 610 and Cavalcade. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of drug, like, a lot of drug uh, addicts in that hotel. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're all there, and I remember <clears throat> it was early in the morning. It was cold, and, you know, I, my mom and my – I call them my tata. Yeah. So my mom and my tata, they're like, hey, we'll be back. We're going to go do something. Y'all stay here and mm -hmm. keep the door locked. Right. 
And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, it's a hotel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you were just having fun. Watching I was just cartoons. having, yeah, watching cartoons. Uh-huh. And uh, so they come back and, you know, they bring like donuts. Uh-huh. Like, not just Lay's donuts. They bring like all kinds of chocolate donuts, uh-huh. jelly filled donuts, you know. And, I rem- <laughs> and the only reason I remember Your is. Your eyes lit up, I bet, huh? Dude, yeah, as a kid, yeah. I was like. I, I was- should see him right now. Just, <laughs> just the fact that he's using the word donuts right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know, I keep, uh, I remember that because you know it was at one point we were all together as a, a family, you can say, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then after that it was he was gone, and, and you know it was my mom back with my grandma, all of us, right? You know, and there's some other memories where he was around. He'll come for a little bit, maybe like a few days or a week, and then he'll just disappear again, right? But it was always like years between those. Yeah, like it would he would come into y'all's life in uh in spurts. Yeah, so going back to your question, I knew I knew my dad had a had a problem and mm. you know, but it was my mom that told me she's like, Oh, he's still your father, so you know, you love him, respect him. Right. No matter if he's here or not. So I was like, Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah, so I remember you have to mind, I don't know if you remember this, but um you guys were y'all were still young. Definitely elementary school, maybe. And I remember I would come spend the night at our house a lot uh, when I was married. And I remember sitting down with you guys, and I felt like it was that time, like y'all were that age where I could sit down with y'all, and I was there just trying to be the good uncle. Actually, you know what? Huh. Speaking of it, yeah, like I do remember because you had that black leather okay. sofa. So you tell me what you remember. I remember, okay, so I remember we're in your living room, and this is how good my memory is, too. Your memory is like a horse, bro. So I, I remember. <laughs> oh, wait, an elephant. Yeah. Who has better memories? I horse think it's an elephant. elephant. All right. And so I remember because you had, like, you had just got that uh, black leather sofa from Ikea, mm-hmm. and you had this big brown entertainment center with the TV in the middle. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. I just remember. Mm-hmm. So I remember you came to us, and you're like, you're like I want to talk to y'all. You and Manette. Yeah. You know, you're like, I want to talk to y'all. So, you know, your dad loves you, mm-hmm. but, you know, he really, you know, he has a, he's a problem. And, right. You know, and I just remember, you know, you, we shed some tears, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just, I don't remember all of it. Right. But I just remember somewhere it's like, you know, you just kept saying our dad loves us and, you know, and you and Manette are there for us if right. we ever need anything. Yeah. So I remember feeling like I had to do that for y'all. Because I could tell y'all were confused and y'all felt like, man, where's our dad? He's never around. Like, F him, you know. And y'all were just little kids. Y'all weren't actually saying that, but I felt like like, uh, y'all needed someone to tell you, hey, man, don't take this personal. Like, your dad's a drug addict, and that's all his body thinks about. Like, it it takes over his his whole life. And And if he was a totally clean... Like, I really feel like your dad would just, he would have been there for you guys. Yeah. And I would have loved that, too, because, yeah. I mean, off topic, growing up, like, I used to see kids, you know, they're, like, their dads and their mom together at, you know, elementary. Right. You know, their dads would show up to pick them up, and I'm <coughs> like, oh, I had to walk home because my mom was at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So, um so did that help at all or not really? Like me, it, me, me trying to paint that picture like, hey, well, don't, don't take it personally. He loves you. But as long as this heroine is calling his name every day, every minute of the day, 
he can't focus on anybody, not even family. You've seen it, like you, where yeah. he, um, we're his best friend when he's clean, or when he needs us. Right. But man, when he's got that drug on him, yeah, he, he, he don't know who we are. We don't see him. Yeah, he disappears. Like yeah, and then he comes back. Yeah, like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> to answer your question. Yeah, as a kid, it did help me because, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. it helped me understand a little bit better what was going on with my dad and yeah. why he wasn't there. That's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're tuning in right now and you're listening, uh, one of the things that I always feel like I have to um, share with people, especially like in instances, let's take Demi Lovato, for example. So she has a drug overdose. Uh, she basically falls. And anytime somebody falls, especially now with social media, it's so easy to point the finger like, ah, you weak ass girl, that's what you get, blah, blah, blah. But those are always people that don't fully understand the power of a drug addiction. Right. Like it or any kind of addiction. And then with that, uh, second in line, I feel sometimes people don't understand like mental illness. Sometimes they overlap. Right. Like, um. Some people will actually classify drug addiction as a mental illness. Like it's a weakness there that, that um, I don't even want to call it a weakness. It's just it, there's, there's an illness there that attributes to the addiction and wanting to fill a void and all this other stuff. But yeah, I hate, man, when I see people like attack people like Demi, for example, who fall like she's been trying, but she had a she relapsed, she fell. Yeah. Like, and now she's an easy target. And like your dad, we're guilty of it. Like when he is trying to do good, right. we've we've seen him fall so many times that we're like, ah, he's gonna fall again. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm guilty of it too. Like mm-hmm. you know, he came to me and told me he's like, oh yeah, I'm done with that. I'm like, and I'm thinking, I'm saying, man, I'll be thinking, you know, I'll tell him like, oh, I really hope so. You know, I love you, that. <clears throat> yeah. And, and then, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like. Man, he'll probably just keep go back to it. There's right. no telling when. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So um, when you see stories like this, like Demi Lovato, does it remind you of your dad or mm, not really? Not really. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure Demi Lovato never had like a really bad drug addiction from when she was younger, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to watch, you know, I'm not, I used to watch her shows. Yeah. Like, I think she was on Sunny with the Chance on Disney Channel or whatever. Yeah. After uh, Hannah Montana. After Hannah Montana. And then after, you you, you used to watch all, all these shows when you would come to the house, <laughs> dude. It's so funny. Yeah. I used to yeah. tell you, you used to be like, dude, you're watching Disney Channel? I'm like, yeah, dude, your remote's stuck or something. I can't change the channel. <laughs> and this is when you were like in your early 20s. Yeah. No, not. Yeah. No, nah, dude. dude. You were 18, 19 watching Disney 17. Channel. Yeah. All right. Hey, anyways, but yeah, like. I had a, there's a person like on, on my Facebook, uh-huh. I'm friends with him, I went to high school. Right. And right away, he, he bashed him Lovato real quick mm-hmm. when that story came out. He was like, oh, she's so weak, you know, and right. I, and I commented, I was like, dude, I said, you don't understand, like, she's, you know, she's a star, child star, dude, you know, she grew up trying to be the perfect image, you know, because mm-hmm. he was like, he even said like, oh, she's a role model, she needs to be a role model to people. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I said. I said, you're telling me, like, if you're a movie star, you know, and you have to be a role model to everybody, you're not going to want to try something for the first time. And 
I'm like, people don't realize how much, how strong heroin is, mm-hmm. how strong of a drug it is. Right. You know, it's like, once you do it, it's like, there's no breaking away from it. Yeah, it's powerful. Same yeah. thing with, like, meth. Yeah. Um, all right, so let me ask you this. So, how did you cope, bro? Like, so if you're listening, like, this is my nephew sitting across from me right now, but we never really talk, like, super deep. Right. Sometimes. Sometimes. And, and um... But I don't think I've really ever asked you, like, growing up, how did you cope uh, not having your dad around? Uh, I gotta say this. Well, it has to do with mostly, like, family. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, you, mainly you, you had a big ro- role in my life. And then there's Rocky and Bola. Mm-hmm. Even Rocky's wife's. Rocky's uh, my brother, my little brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rocky's uh, brother-in-law, boy, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, you know, family being there for me, you know, making me feel love and, you know. Right. Showing me things and, you know, it was it was pretty easy getting through with family being by your side. Right. I mean, because I, I mean, I've always loved you guys. So I remember you guys calling me basically every weekend. <laughs> well, hey, Uncle Chuck, can I come? Can we come over? Sometimes I would have to tell y'all no because, you know, we were doing stuff just that, you know, me and my, my ex-wife or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, y'all were there a lot. Yeah, it was either. I could never really tell y'all no, but, you know, because y'all were like my family and y'all were like. No, no, I understand. Like, yeah. even my mom told us sometimes. She was like, hey, maybe I shouldn't go over. Just mm. stay home for the weekend. Because <laughs> was, I was either at your house or at my abuela's house, uh-huh. your mom's house. Right, because Rocky was there, too. Rocky the was there, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so yeah, or you know, Bola, even Bola would be like, "Oh, hey, what are you guys doing?" Right. You know, I'll so, go pick y'all up. No, yeah, our cousin Bola, he was, um, he was very much present in your life. Yeah. Like he would take you, because he had a son. He, how is his son your age? Uh, no, his son's twenty-one. Okay, so a few years younger than you. Yeah. But yeah, he was always cool about like picking you up and taking you places and stuff like that. So, would you say that helped feel the 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 void that your dad of your dad not being there yeah very like you much had, you had enough men in your life around you right to make up for that yeah and which, then you which know is, which is kind of which is cool yeah and yeah. even at school like back when i was in school like elementary middle school mm-hmm. people would be like oh where's your father and i'm like and i was i was honest i was like i was just straight up honest with everybody mm-hmm. i'm like my dad's not around he's you know he's an addict he yeah. does heroin like I said, it's rare I see him. It's like, you know, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. I said, mm-hmm. it's just natural to me. Like, I, like it became normal to be like, yeah. Yeah. Like, my son's with his other kid. His name is Heroin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I remember, I remember even growing up, dude, I'll see, like, again, I'll see, I'll you see kids with their, their fathers. And I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I had a father I can, like, play, you know, sports with and right. do things with, fishing. Yeah. And then, you know, but yeah, just became know. normal. <laughs> right. So, um, back to that same question, like how, how, um, how important was it for you to have us like in your life? Oh, uh, it was very important. Like us other men. Yeah. It was important, man. Like yeah. I had, you know, besides not having my father there, I had other father figures to look right. up to. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. No. So, I mean, that's important. What a lot of people don't understand is that the man in the family is like super important like a strong leader and i really feel like we're living in a time where um 
man, I don't know. And again, this is all part of the whole man up series. And my reason for even doing like this topic was to kind of bring that in front of us again about man, like how important we are to the family unit and to just society in general, how we need strong men. We need strong leaders. There's a lot of women, female leaders out there as well, which is cool. Like we need that too, but there's something about the man, right, Joe? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like your mom was your mom. You loved her. Oh yeah. And she played her role, but she could never be your dad. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, you know, there's, I used to say, oh, yeah, you know, my mom's like my dad, but really she wasn't, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a man can teach us, you know, a son, mm-hmm. like how to change a tire, for example, how to, uh, how to fix brakes, you know, how to throw a ball, you know, how to ride a bike. And actually, yeah. uh, speaking of the bike, uh-huh. I had you and my uncles, even Tiger. Yeah. You know, you, you actually taught me, like, forced me to ride a bike actually i taught you how to ride a bike you didn't teach me but yeah. you kind of like one day i had a bike my mother uh-huh. bought me a bike and you're like it had training wheels and you you went over because rocky and tiger were teaching me right <laughs> and then you're like and you straight up said like man he don't even know training wheels dude he can ride that bike yeah and so he was like and you just took the training wheels off dude <laughs> and i'm like you know i didn't have a helmet or anything <clears throat> that's you know? all, how old were you yeah right. i must have been about six seven okay Good age to learn, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, and then, you know, Rocky and Tiger were like, nah, dude, he he needs a training wheel. He needs to learn to ride a bike. And you're like, nah, man, he can do it. He uh-huh. can do it. And then I was like, and then, you know, agreeing with you, I was like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> and dude, like, I rode, I rode that bike and I just ended up falling over. Right. And you know, you just, I just hear you laughing and, you know, Rocky and Tiger laughing. Uh-huh. I get back up and I just keep trying to ride. And eventually I learn to ride a bike. Dang. That's so, what's yeah. up. Yeah. So, man. It was mostly your encouragement. So, yeah, man, like, right. I would say, like, a man to a kid is, like, very important, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like, you know, it feels like that if I had a man, you know, a father mm-hmm. in my life, I feel like I would have had, like, more courage to do stuff. Right. You know, because I was, even, you know, I don't know if you remember when we went uh, camping. I went rock. We went, like, climbed that rock. Oh, yeah. And like, I was I just scared, dude. Like. Yeah. I was terrified, like. <laughs> well, because you have a real fear of heights. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it, but that, that was the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, and then again, like it was a father, like son camping trip with some church. Yeah, you're right. It was all men and their sons. And yeah, and then like all the men, all the fathers there were like, "Yeah, you can do it. You can climb. You can climb. Keep right. going. Keep going." Right. And then you know, eventually, I did do it a second time. Right. I made it all the way up to the top. I remember when you were up there, like we didn't know that this is at that time that this is a real fear of heights, uh, acrophobia. And you were up on the top of this this uh, this rock. Yeah, this the first time wall. the first time I was like halfway up, and then like my legs just <laughs> it just started shaking, dude. Like uh-huh. I was even afraid to come down, and I came down. And I was like, you know, all the all the fathers and you, you were like, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it. Yeah, you can always try again if you want, and you know, and again because the fathers that were there and the encouragement, right? I was able to do it, yeah. even though I was like freaking terrified oh no dude you were shaking i was shaking all the way up there but you know eventually i did make it to the top and i came back down right so no yeah that was awesome yeah and yeah so that was a cool weekend i remember that like just we shot guns we shot shotguns we climbed walls we did man stuff football at night like yeah all that stuff's like very important just bonding as men bonding men with their kids nephews or whatever yeah um yeah man i so um 
you know, if you're listening, like, here's one thing. We, I love my brother, and I know you love your dad. Oh, yeah. And we can joke about it because we've, ha- we've dealt with this for years. Um, and, in fact, your dad, he's not even doing that good right now. Like, no. like all these years of the drug addiction, mainly the heroin, but just other stuff that he's done has caught up to him. Kidneys have failed. His, um, his liver is bad. Right. He's suffering from cirrhosis. Um, if he was to show, take off his shirt, you would see just all the battle wounds on his body from where he, would, he has tried to shoot up and find any vein possible on his body. Right. Like, I don't know if you remember this time, but when he, um, when, there was a time where he ended up developing all these, like, abscesses on his body, these big bumps. Oh, yeah, I remember. And yeah. um, he was cutting them and trying to pop them, per se, and him, get himself, infected. and then they get infected. And, I mean, these were huge. These were, like, the size of, like, little golf balls and baseballs on his body, on his, on his legs, on his arms. So I remember seeing that one day at my mom's and like, man, I'm taking this dude to the hospital. So I took him to the hospital and uh, they got him in pretty quick. And I mean, I've just seen time and time again, like just stuff like this. And uh, and it breaks my heart because he's my brother. But even more, it breaks my heart because I know that he's your dad. And and I've observed you guys over the years and I see like disappointment or like wishing he was around, you know, even with your sisters and stuff like that. And so. You know, my encouragement to any man listening right now is, um, well, one, if you're a, an addict, there's help out there for you. And but, but what people don't understand is that an addict doesn't know to go look for help. Right. You know, it's real easy for people to say, like, oh, man, you know, there's help out there. Go get it. It's available to everyone, blah, blah, blah. It don't work like that. When you're an addict, you're an addict. You don't think about that. You don't have that reasoning in your mind like man i'm gonna go get help yeah the only person addicts are really thinking about is themselves you know Mm -hmm. they're not you know their family members and friends or loved ones you're not on their mind it's just them you know is it yeah you're just looking for the because what people don't understand is like you're a heroin addict you go you go let's just say you go 10 12 hours without a fix your body it's so much pain you like it's your your body's craving for it. It needs it, and that's You're shaking, why. sweating. You know, like yeah, these are things my you know my mm-hmm. doctor has told me. Like yeah, you know, like you're aching, like you can't function. If you know, you feel like you need it, and a lot of people what they don't understand is you can't force an addict to go seek therapy. You know, you can't force them into a rehab center. Mm. They have to be willing to go, in order to get that help. Yeah, because they're not willing to go. They'll go just to you know get you off their back, but eventually they'll get out and they'll go right, right back. And we did that with your brother. There's a few times where he kind of agreed to do it, and it didn't last long. And he next thing you know, he's back at the house, and we're like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Ah, oh, man, I, I didn't yeah. want. I let. I escaped." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So if you're an addict, I mean, there is help for you. And if you're listening to this right now, and you have a family member that that sounds like my brother. Um, you know, the only thing you can really do is love that person and encourage them to get help and not give them the money, not give them money. Don't give them any money, (laughs) hide everything in the house. Right. Um, but, uh, it's a monster and, um, and there, and there's hope out there. I mean, you know, you see it on shows like, um, 
intervention and stuff like that like it's possible but it takes a lot of work and um it takes a whole family getting behind someone and like getting them the help that they need but if you're a man listening to this right now and you have kids or you even have nephews nieces and nephews in your life hopefully you can see how important it is to be the man that those people need in their lives right yeah i mean um and so my encouragement to anyone listening is like man take everything that you're hearing right now take my nephew's story just a little bit of the little pieces that you're hearing right now and and take that to heart and and let it put a little bit of a fire under you to to just be a better man to the young people around you in your life like look for those needs there's young people that you could have a neighbor right like you yeah. could be a, a you could have, be in a neighborhood and not know that there's a young kid that just lives with his mom who could use a mentor or right. someone to just kind of help. You know, I even have, like, good friends of mine that their dads, their fathers, you know, they, you know, whenever I went over as a kid, like, they would treat me as, like, I was their son, like I was just part of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, show me love and, right. you know, so it don't even have to be your kid. Yeah. It can be anybody. You know, like you said, your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know your niece or nephew. Just don't drive into a neighborhood in a dark van with no <laughs> no windows, offering candy to kids because that's hey, that's yeah, a, that's a that's a different level. You're gonna get shot. <laughs> and you might have good intentions, just don't do it that way. You're gonna get shot. Yeah. Um, now, nah, but this is cool. Um, so, what do you? Um, what are some good stories that you remember? Just growing up about your like. Is there anything that sticks out? You might, I, don't, I know this is kind of on the spot stuff, but is there anything that sticks out like, oh, man, that's a good memory of me and my dad, or this is a good memory? Oh, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> one of the most important memories to me was uh, the day I graduated, mm-hmm. you know, back in 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know. I, when they gave you that free diploma? Uh, dude, I earned that diploma. <laughs> Matter of fact, I found out senior year about a minimum plan, which was like, I could have like graduated with two less credits oh. instead of 28 credits. Right. But it was 26. I had two extra credits. Oh, dang. You're an achiever. Yeah. You're an achiever <laughs> over here. And uh, so, yeah, graduation day, dude, like, you know, I was there with my friends. I actually fell asleep during the mm-hmm. ceremony. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you were in a sugar coma? No, because I was, like, thirsty and hungry, dude. I didn't eat the whole day. <laughs> and, uh, but anyways, uh, I wasn't expecting my, you know, my tata to be there, you know. Yeah. Matter of fact, like, I was just, I just assumed he wasn't going to be there. Uh, and then I remember when I was, when I was walking towards the stage with my class, I, I looked and I said, I looked and I was like, oh, crap, dude. Wow. I said, that's my dad. I said, you know, my, my dad came. Yeah. You know, and I, like. When we got back to sitting down, dude, I was like, I was crying, dude. And my, the girls next to me, they're like, why are you crying? I'm like, my dad's here. I wasn't expecting it. Dang. So that was a good memory. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Another memory, too, is uh, it was actually you were in there. Uh-huh. So it was when we went to, I want to say it was either IHOPs or Denny's. Right. We went to breakfast, and, you know, my my tata, he went, too. And, you know, all three of us just sat and ate breakfast. And that was a good memory. And then another was... So that was just something as simple as having breakfast with your dad. Yeah. Because he wasn't around ever, so, like, man, he's here. Yeah, like, him having uh breakfast with him was, like, it was good, you know. That's cool. Yeah. What else? You have another one? Uh, Yeah, I have another one. Um, How about when he stole your money? Oh, dude, yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Like, I actually worked with you over the summer. (laughs) 
It was like, I think I was working with you. We can laugh about this stuff now, but at that moment, man, it's, it's not funny. Yeah. I remember, like, but I forgave him, like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. I never brought it up to him. Yeah. And even when I did, even when I did one time, he was like, ay, mijo, I'm sorry. Like, I was just, you know, I just needed money for, you know, my stuff. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's in the past. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? There's times I've owed him money, and I'm like, I bring it up. I'm like, you know what? I'll, how about I pay you back when you pay your son back all that money you stole from him? <laughs> yeah. How much was that? It was probably a little over 200 bucks. I was uh, about 12, 13 years old, and I worked with you, like, yeah. just helping you do, I think you were tinting windows at the time. Yeah. And I was just helping you, and, and you paid me good, too. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, being 13, 12, 13, you paid me good. I paid you too good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know about now. <laughs> <laughs> now, back then, though, as a little kid, like, I paid you good, like, if you were an adult. Yeah. Actually, you told me, Moella was the one that went to you. You mm-hmm. told me that Moella told you you are paying me too much. Yeah. She's like, hey, you're paying him too much. <laughs> he don't need, he's just a little kid. I wanted to tell Moella, I said, hey, Moella, <laughs> shh, it's okay, it's okay. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, it was it was a little over two hundred dollars. Like I think I worked for you, worked with you for Damn. about two two and a half weeks. And he took all of it. He took all of it, dude. And Damn. It, you know, I even you know I make an excuse too because I used to make an excuse. I say, well, it was my fault. I shouldn't have left it on the nightstand. Yeah, but you also. But yeah, thinking about we, it, we too. forget that there's a drug addict running around. Right. Yeah. And then like, well, he wasn't there. That mm. you know that when I went back to my well house, he wasn't there that okay. weekend. So he just showed up. He just showed up and. Yeah, you know, and I thought I, I was blaming my sister for a while, Jennifer, mm-hmm. because I thought she took it, right? You know, and then cause <laughs> it, I woke up and I didn't think anything of it, and then I heard the ice cream truck pass by, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, my money's in the room, Let me go get it." Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm looking for my money. I'm like, "Man, where's my money?" And my wife, I was like, "What's wrong, Mijo?" I said, "Well, I don't know what happened to my money. It's gone." Uh-huh. And Jennifer was just there, quiet. And I was like, "Jennifer, you take my money?" And she was like, "No," and I was like, "Well, then where's my money?" Wow. And she was like. I saw Tata go into the room last night, mm. and uh, he, you know I saw him put money <laughs> in his pocket. Dang! And I was like, I was like, man, my my own father stole my money, <laughs> my hard-earned money. Messed up, dude. Yeah. yeah, and dude, I used to have a lock on my door, at the, at, and this was in high school. <laughs> I used to have to put a lock on my bedroom door because he would, he wouldn't just go like take try to take money out of my wallet. He would take socks. He would take my underwear. He was using <laughs> my underwear, dude. Uh, just anything. Like, uh, yeah, one time I remember, this was already when I was in college, I had a Chevron credit card. And then I remember getting a statement in the mail and looking at it. I'm like, what? $600? I haven't even used this card this month. And then immediately I knew. I went and looked, and the card's missing. And I went, your, your dad was working somewhere at that time, so I went to his job with the statement and said and got on him about it and then i ended up just calling chevron and saying reporting the card stolen well, they, it was they, stolen. it was and yeah. they wrote it they were like okay we cleared this like you don't have to worry about it yeah but man <laughs> dude <clears throat> um but no i love your dad and i know you do too yeah. and um you know if anything if anybody gets anything out of this episode it's that um the importance of just men in our lives Men, family members, um, just, you know, we play a valuable role in, in kids' lives. Right. Our nephews, our ki- our sons, our cu- little cousins, whatever. And, um, you know, let's just open our eyes a little more and um, 
look for opportunities to be better role models to people and you know man up a little more yeah 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 so so what do you take away from all of this like if you have kids one day oh dude like i already know like if i ever have kids i'm gonna be the best dad ever dude. Like, <laughs> even if i'm working you know if i'm working a full-time job and, mm-hmm. and you know my son or daughter has like a game or performance i'm gonna be like hey i gotta go yeah I'm, i gotta go watch him right you know and if you know if, even like my kid tells me oh you know i want to I want to go here. I'm like, well, first off, do you think you can go there? Have you earned that to go there? Uh-huh. But I'm gonna take them wherever they want to go either way. Yeah. But I'm not not to the point they're gonna be spoiled. Yeah. But I know. It's okay. Yeah, but I know I'm gonna be there like full time. So if anything, this has taught you, like, man, my dad may not have been around in my life that much growing up, but I'm gonna learn from this, and I know how important it is. And I'm gonna be there for my kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you call your dad today, dude? Dude, come on, man! You didn't call him today. Actually, you know what, dude? I, I called him Sunday, and he w- <laughs> we're actually my siblings and I were on the way to visit him. Yeah, and he wasn't home, so ah, uh, damn. We'll see him. We're gonna we tell him we'll go by this week. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, do you want to? Um, you have anything else you want to share before we before we, uh, we shut it down over here? N- I mean, no, unless you got some other questions. No, I mean that was the main thing. I just wanted to hear from you, like, man, how does how did that affect you? not having your dad around do you have any advice for any kid yeah let's close out with this like let's say there's a young person listening right now right they're in your same situation their dad's not around and maybe it's not about a drug addiction maybe just the dad's wasn't interested and he disappeared when they were born i don't know stories could be they're very different out there like right. there's even situations out there where the mom doesn't want the dad around Right. Yeah. You've heard of those situations where oh, it's yeah. like the dads, there may be dads that want to be involved in their son's lives, but the mom and her side of family make it difficult, you know? Yeah. Um, like what advice would you give to someone, a young kid, teenager? Uh, what I could, well, I mean, like me, I never gave up hope, you know, always I look for, I look for somebody else, you know, I was role models. Right. You know, so if you have somebody important out there that you look up to, you know, just remember, you don't have to be like your father. Right. You know, because I'm not like my father. No. You know, you, you know, they always say, oh, you, you are your father's son, but you don't have to be. Right. You know, you can be different. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be stronger. You can be you can be better. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I got to say. That's good. So, you know, be better than your father if he's not there. Yeah. Even if your father is there, still try to be better than him because in life, father, you know, fathers that are there, they just want their kids to be better than them, mm-hmm. to succeed better. Right. So aim high, you know. That's good. Yeah. Now, let's say if you're, if you, do you want to say something to your dad? Ah, uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like, seriously, like. If, oh. you, if he was listening to this right now, how would you? What would you like to tell him right now? Uh, I've never been angry with him. I always loved him. You know, I know he had a problem, and you know, it didn't really affect me, but it kind of did. But other than that, I, I, forg- I forgave him. I forgive him. You know, I'll never be angry with him. Angry with him. You know, I always love him. Man, that's good. He needs to listen to this. We'll figure out how to get it to him. Yeah. Make a mixtape with the intro music playing throughout the whole. Right. (laughs) 
Uh, man, that was good. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. This is the uh, Something New Show. And uh, this is just part of, I'm going to package it in the Man Up series that we're doing. This is uh, episode number three, I believe. And um, so this is dedicated to just all the dads out there, the men, any, or just men in general. Like, man, let's be good role models. Let's be good leaders. Let's be good mentors. There's a lot of Joels running around out there. Hmm. Um, you know, let's change the damn world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Hold on. Can I say something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, to the men out there, you know, if just be there for any kid. Right. You know, if you see a kid on the street, help him out. But don't pull up with the van there with no windows with yeah. can- with like, hey, you want some candy, kid? Right. Yeah, yeah. Not like that. Not like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joel, for coming on the show. No problem. How can they, uh, how can anyone reach you? Instagram? Instagram, the underscore husky underscore ninja. Right. How did you get that name? It was the only one available. But no, it has meaning. Oh, Is yeah, it yeah. Because you're husky? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I'm husky. <laughs> and like, you know, people who know me have always been a big fan of ninjas. Yeah. In general. True. Yeah. Yeah. But you never owned a ninja suit like me. Nah. You, you, you do know I had a ninja suit, right? In the seventh grade? Sure you did. No, like, I'm not even like kidding. Like a Halloween costume? No, bro. Joel, you never knew this? <laughs> no, dude. I ordered a ninja suit. This is when you order from catalogs. I had the shoes with the, what do you call those shoes? With the, 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 the cow toe shoes? Yeah. I had the whole suit. We lived in some apartments. I would make challenge myself to at night to get from one end of the apartment to the other and back without <laughs> anybody seeing me. Like, looking back, like, someone could have called the cops, dude, and freaking... <laughs> Yeah, but cat burglar. But are you a good knife thrower like I am? I'm good knife thrower. No, dude, dude I'm the best. I can cut with a ninja sword quick. I've cut you with a ninja sword. Tell them. Yeah, you have cut me with a ninja sword. Yeah, I don't play, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is something new. Follow us at New Creative. That's N E U E. You can follow Joel at the underscore husky underscore ninja. Follow me at Hector Garcia HTX. Um, That's good. Something new. Something new. All right. We'll see you next time.